Listen to this podcast right now! Do you want to hear a fucking podcast about anything and everything? Yeah. Like movies, oh my music, God. television, and more? Oh my God. Well, you've come to the right place. Yes. Subscribe to Journey into Comics Network, and you get Podcastrophe, oh hosted God. by me, yes. Dick. Why not throw a couple bucks to the Patreon? It's your yes. choice. Yeah. This is a Podcastrophe. That sounds so awesome. The following is a Journey to Comics Network production. To a nicer guy, it couldn't happen. I am the man of the hour, the man with the power. Diamonds are forever. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. And what you gonna do, Andre? History beckons the macho man. Yeah. The best there is, the best there was. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Two words for ya! Two words! Do I have everybody's attention now? Yes, once again, coming at you with Journey into Wrestling, Season 2, Episode 14. I'm one of your hosts, Brando, and joining me here today on this yes-tacular day oh, I love is it. the one and only Podfather, Nate Phillips. Nate, how are you doing today, sir? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I'm doing great, Brando. It's a great yes day. It's also Rusev Day. It's a day of many things. And last Tuesday, I think, was also 316 Day or something. Or no, that was Friday. That was Friday, yeah. And you know, originally we were going to record on Friday, and then I was tired. And then Sunday or Saturday, I'm like, hey, man, we're going to record. You're like, I got a headache, man. I got migraine. I'm like, it's cool. Don't worry, man. And then it's like it was the wrestling god shining down on us. That we waited until today, because now we're not a four-day-old podcast missing one of the biggest news stories going into WrestleMania. This this whole thing has now completely shifted and changed, because who knows what's going to happen going in. We can almost sort of speculate exactly the, the right chess piece where you would put it for this moment in time, for the storyline that's going on. But Nate, Daniel Bryan has been 100% cleared by the WWE Dr. Maroon. <laughs> moron, Dr. Moron. Dr. Maroon. What a maroon. There is no better name for that doctor. But however, he is officially not a maroon today. He, In fact, I'm sure he's like some of the fans' greatest. Like, oh, he's the best doctor ever. Fuck CM Punk. <laughs> yeah, As I chomp totally on changes more, everything. I'm doing a show and I'm chomping on jelly beans. Yeah, it's a cardinal sin of podcasting. To, I'm to sorry, guys. On. It's okay. It's Easter season. I'm going on keto soon. I keep him back here to keep him away from Wyatt so he doesn't go, ooh, bee, can I have a bite, daddy bite? No, they're my fucking beans. Get the fuck back. I don't want to. <laughs> Dude, we taught Wyatt how to do the double slap elbow. Okay, yeah. And that's where you put your elbow up and you go. Yeah. And and he was giving me the double slap elbow like all day one day. It was hilarious. We that's were just wrestling around. But Nate, Brian's on the mend. He is back, ready to go. Of course, he's never really left, man. Uh, he's he's kind of been around since his retirement. He was GM, but like he's also been in the ring with, you know, kind of re, you know, training up Breed for her comeback. For one, and it's that's so like he's been around. He's been, I guarantee you, as soon as he got this news, now he's like, all right, let's get back in this ring and really do some bumps and really get to work. Because Nate, I just read something about where they're going to put him, and it's okay. so logical that, like, it defies. Illogic, if that makes any sense. What I'm saying, it they're, they're gonna pl- 
they're going to plug him in into a tag match with Shane against uh, Kev and Sammy. Well, that totally makes sense. I mean, uh, I will say that it's funny to see this news happen today because just, I think, two days ago, I was reading that Daniel Bryan had turned down a WrestleMania 34 mm-hmm. match because he was not a fan of the structure. He didn't think that it was fair to him. It was going to have him taking almost no bumps. Yeah. It was kind of pointless for him to be in there. And he's like, come on, like, what's the fucking point? And then now today it's like, boom, he's cleared uh, right before SmackDown, two weeks before the go-home to Mania. Apparently he got cleared yesterday, but they waited to make the announcement until today. That's actually probably a very smart play for WWE. You don't want that to overshadow your Monday Night Raw. Oh, right, because he's not on Raw. He's not going to be on Raw. and That's going to be the biggest news story. So now you're going to really drive people to go watch SmackDown. Nate, I'm going to go out there and purchase PSV right now just so I can watch the opening segments to see what they're going to do. Because, Nate, we might have somebody hurt. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting because with the news of Daniel Bryan being medically cleared, the news of AJ Styles working on an injury has also kind of come to light. The interesting thing to note here is, I'm going to just be the one to champion it here, maybe they have Daniel Bryan replace AJ if he's legitimately hurt. Who wouldn't want to see that to crown a new WWE champion? Well, of course, but then there's also... okay. If AJ really can't compete at Mania, which would be number fucking one, awful. Dude, no, that's a fucking travesty. Um, there is no better person to replace him than as a dream match than with Daniel Bryan. Here's your conundrum. You're building up Shinsuke. He's the next big guy. The fans are going to go ape shit over Bryan. And this You're is going to be his comeback story. It's, it, it'll, it'll totally overshadow. Well, and it's like, well, it, it's so obvious going into Mania right now. You put over Shinsuke with AJ. It, like, it doesn't hurt AJ in the slightest to drop the belt. He's been champion before. Uh, he can easily be slotted back in uh, to win the title if needed be. If the Shinsuke run isn't as fruitful as they think it's going to be or want it to be, very easy to slot him back in. But with Daniel, now, okay, so if AJ's out, oh, I can't, I can't work. I'm out, crown a new champion. It makes total sense and your biggest money move to get hype to put Daniel in that in that moment, in that match against Shinsuke. And of course, your your track to forward is like, well, it, it's Shinsuke, it's Shinsuke, it's Shinsuke. But now your story has changed. Oh, totally. And and it, 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 it reminds me of when he came back, it's like, I'm in the rumble. And then like they just toss him out in ten minutes. It deflates it. The fans hate that. It gets to a point where you almost have to put over uh, Daniel now. And he needs to get that spot because the fans are going to be so hyped for it. And then, in this podcaster's honest opinion, no other moment, all due respect to everybody on that card, no other moment's bigger than that. That is the biggest send-off comeback story that this company has had in years. And if you put Roman... Or even Cena take her after that, like and 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 I know a lot of people are like, dude, Cena Taker's got to be last because who can top Taker? I'm not saying Daniel can top Taker as far as the talent. What I'm saying is, as far as sheer fan enthusiasm, you, if you He's, have that early on, it's going to deflate the crowd for later. Uh, so it's got to be last, and and then and then the <sighs> I'm getting excited for something that may not even happen. 
if you have Shinsuke and Brian, logic says it's got to be Brian. But then you have two guys, and you and the fans really don't know which way it's going to go. Exactly. It's like they've been building Shinsuke, but here's Brian. Either way, we're getting an awesome fucking match. And Shinsuke actually just tweeted about it. Uh, so did Brian. Uh, Daniel Bryan tweets, saying goodbye to the ring was one of the hardest moments of my life. But thanks to the amazing people supporting me, I was able to keep fighting for my dream. This moment feels surreal, and I'm glad to be able to talk to you all at the beginning of SmackDown Live tonight. Uh, the Miz uh, tweeted uh, a video of him doing a golf clap. <laughs> it said, oh, look, at WWE, Daniel Bryan is cleared. Yay. Uh-oh. True, true heel. I love The Miz. He has got to be overjoyed for Daniel at this moment for him to be able to get back in there. And then another tweet from Shinsuke Nakamura himself. This is great news. No one needs to wish anymore. They can see it with their eyes. Hashtag Nakamura versus Brian. Holy shit. Uh, yeah. And I tell you what, I am so hopeful, crossing my fucking fingers, that AJ can go because I want Nakamura to win. And I want him to hold it to SummerSlam at least and build up SummerSlam to be a big event like they've been trying to do. Yeah. Brian Nakamura at SummerSlam. Oh, uh, first of three, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Maybe do a SummerSlam Survivor Series Rumble payoff match at Rumble. If if you can get it to go that long. The thing is, is that I, I've definitely heard that Daniel's schedule is going to be limited at first because they want him to ease back into this. They're not going to push him to the balls of the wall. And honestly, and all honestly, like for me, I kind of want to see his schedule be limited down anyway because I don't want to risk him getting hurt again. Because once if he gets hurt again, he's done. He's like, yeah, we're not. No, never. You know, at Can't least this way. Again. What? Like, yeah. What I'm hoping is is that, and it's gonna be hard to talk for Brian into this. Scale it back, just a tad, and work on storytelling even more because he can do storytelling tremendously. He's such a talent. Absolutely. But if you're gonna look him in the eye and you're gonna tell him, "Hey, we want you to slow down," he's gonna look at you and go, "No, I am Daniel Bryan." I am Brian Danielson. I am the American Dragon. I'm going to wrestle my style. Maybe I'll cut out the headbutts. But you know, actually, I read that he has uh, significantly altered how he is going to perform in the ring. Not to say that it's a, a, like his whole style's changing, but he is going to be mindful of all those things. So well, I um, hope so because I want him to see him go for a couple more years and let him go out the way that he wants to go out because. He didn't get that chance. He was about to be. You know, he had that decided for him. How about, and the, how about this dream matchup, Brando? Balor, Brian, absolutely. And I mean, come on, Styles, in, in, in Brian. I mean, uh, Rude and Brian. There's so many dudes. Samoa Joe. Don't hurt him, please. Versus Brian. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Uh, yeah, I I love Joe, but man, Joe gets in there. And sometimes he's just man, he's a wrecking machine. And I'm not saying he goes after and hurts people because he doesn't, but he's a rougher. You know, he's definitely a, a rougher tumbler guy. And so definitely try to take care. Uh, but that would be an amazing match. It, the thing is, is that <laughs> I just saw somebody posted uh, on WWE memes on Facebook, and it's from Billy Madison, and he and he caught the dodgeball, and it's Brian. It says, "Now you're all in big." big trouble <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, this is great news this is um, <laughs> here you go this is uh, somebody posted uh, dream matches for Daniel Bryan we were just talking about this uh, Daniel Bryan versus gender 
Brian versus Jinder Mahal. Brian versus Mahal Jinder. Brian versus the Maharaja. <laughs> Brian versus the Beastmaster. Brian versus the uncrowned champion. Or the, or the uncrowned United States champion. Brian versus the man who's beaten Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura 8,274 times within the last year. <laughs> Somebody's over for gender. Jesus. I know. <laughs> it's great, though, man. Um, such a great, positive fan reaction uh, going over for this. I tell you, I know somebody who's not going to be so excited that this announcement got made today. Big Cass. He also made his announcement that he was returning to action, and it kind of got overshadowed. <laughs> oh, yeah. And poor timing on on, uh, on the caster there because, um, yeah, no. Nobody gives a shit about a Big Cass when it comes to the Big Brian. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Daniel Bryan returning to wrestling is amazing. And I think that it could, you know, interestingly enough, I think that the thing you need to do is maybe keep him GM through the shakeup and at shakeup have him get drafted to Raw. Oh. Boom. But right then, out the uh, gate and totally fuck everything up. You know what I'm saying? But then, like, what do you do? Because it's obvious with as over as Brian still is, he's got to be a top guy no matter where he is. And he's going to be more of a top guy in SmackDown. Uh, especially if you want to keep Roman on Raw, so maybe they can tease that he's getting drafted to Raw, and he can use like his veto power as GM to be like, "No, I'm not. I'm standing well, right here on SmackDown Live. We're sending Shane to Raw," and then everyone's like, <laughs> "What the fuck?" You know, man. I just this is exactly his dream. This is what he wants. Uh, the belief now has got to be that he's not going to leave when his contract's up in September. There was no. a belief that he was going to leave and go wrestle New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling maybe. Who knows? And maybe even after the, the All-In event in September, maybe they'd have another one somewhere and he would main event over there with those guys. Because, I mean, if you don't sell out 10,000 tickets with, uh, uh, you know, with what they've got and with what they're going to be announcing, adding Daniel Bryan to that show would be a no-brainer you know, to get more people from the area to come in. So, I absolutely agree with you. Uh, I think that I'm excited to see where where tonight goes for SmackDown. Of course, people listening to uh, Journey into Wrestling right now, it's already happened. It was last night. Go check out what happened on SmackDown. But it hasn't happened yet for us here Tuesday at 5 p.m. So, Brando, um, I don't know really where we want to kind of go from here. There was some stuff that happened on Raw last night that's important to talk about. We had uh, a really interesting segment with Roman. Did you see that? From this past Monday? Yeah, just from last night. No. Uh, again, I I don't yet have a capability to watch cable. So, uh, well, I guess I'm going to have to fill you in a little bit then, eh? Well, yeah, because here's the thing. is that I don't get a chance. Uh, I'm getting PSV tonight. So, uh, I will be able to watch it live going forward. But, like, you know, I went to bed last night at 9. I had a heck of a Sunday night, Monday morning with uh, my son getting sick for the first time. Like, as in, like, you know, blowing Chunko's sick for the first time. Yeah. Didn't get to sleep until, like, 4 a.m. Woke up around 10. So, like, last night we were like, yeah, let's let's eat some dinner and watch The Walking Dead. And it's, like, 15 till 9. And I'm like, I'm not eating. I'm going to bed. <laughs> Good night. Sleep the so, USA. The so only thing that I did see, okay, uh, I saw a clip from Ultimate Deletion. But we'll cool. get to that later. Sure, sure, sure. So... Uh, and actually, I want there. That is something I want to talk about too, because uh, that was cut from the Hulu version. 
What? Uh-huh. Not on the Hulu version. Get the hell out. What? Uh-huh. I, I watched it this morning. It wasn't there. I actually knew they were doing stuff for Ultimate Deletion and had to search to find parts of it. I still haven't seen the whole thing because there were only clips on WWE.com. So I have not actually seen all of Ultimate Deletion. Maybe that's because of how Matt's intellectual property is with it being his creation or whatever. I'm not really sure. That's probably just them being stupid as far as what gets cut. I'm not even sure if it's their... Uh if it's their say, what's get like what gets cut out of Hulu? You know, maybe Hulu edits it. Uh, maybe they, uh, but maybe they actually edit like, edit it for Hulu. Who knows? But uh, I saw the little teaser of Brother Nero. Yeah, he that. returned. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, to- he didn't officially return. He was there in like a little thing, like 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 to like psych out. Um, Bray, uh, Bray Wyatt because they did the they he, he turned over the boat and their senior Benjamin hands him the globe and he said you got the whole world in your hands and that was a nice little callback from a couple years ago yeah and then uh, Bray's looking at it and uh, brother Nero's next to him and he, and he said he's got the whole world in his hands something like that yeah and then he like turned over and then he was gone you know yeah and then Bray got thrown into the lake of reincarnation because guess what Bray's getting repackaged. They're going to do something different with him for a bit. Husky um, Harris. <laughs> bring Husky Harris back. I mean, maybe he'll be a minion of Hardy, you know, because he was, he was deleted. So, uh, anyways, Raw kicked off yesterday with um, Angle coming out. You know, he kind of starts talking about some shit that's going on. And Lesnar will be here, blah, blah, blah. Out of the crowd comes Roman. Roman's like, I'm not going any damn place. Somebody has to be here to represent the main event at WrestleMania. And Lesnar's not here. Lesnar's clearly not here. You keep saying he's here, but I don't see him. So he's not fucking here, you know, essentially. And um, interesting to note here that they bring in the U.S. Marshals to arrest Roman. He just pushes them down and they give up. And then, and that's after he's been handcuffed. And then Lesnar just straight up came in and beat the ever living fuck out of him. And then left the ring. And then came back and beat the fuck out of him some more and then left the ring. And then came back a third time and beat the fuck out of him again. And then by that point, you're like, oh shit, they, they've really drove it home that Roman is getting the shit kicked out of him by Lesnar now. This is personal. They put Roman on the stretcher. Fourth time, Lesnar's fucking music hits. Here he comes again to just beat the shit out of Roman Reigns. You know, hit him with several suplexes. I think he hit him with at least one F5 and some pretty heavy-handed blows. Hit him a lot with the chair. Uh, it was it was good. It was a good first segment on Raw. Um, some I'm trying to think of some other stuff that happened on Raw that was like kind of prominent. Oh, they furthered the Alexa Bliss Nia Jax story, which was really good. Naya finally confronting Alexa for the first time. Had to just knock my cat off the damn table. She's being obnoxious while we're trying to podcast. Trying to talk about wrestling. You know, cats getting in our business. Yeah, Ernest the Cat Miller, get out of here. Somebody better call his mama. Somebody better call his mama. Uh, It seems, though, that Jeff Hardy, going back to Ultimate Deletion real quick, Jeff Hardy is most likely returning. He was spotted at the Performance Center, working out, getting his shit together. 
I'm sure he's ready to come back. They'll probably utilize him. They're going to want him for Mania. I don't know what you do here, though. You did Ultimate Deletion on a Raw before Mania. Now Bray and Matt don't have a match unless Bray doesn't actually go through the Lake of Reincarnation and survive somehow. I don't know how that's going to work, but uh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not really. Uh, I'm not really sure there in that in that regard. I will say you that could, there were some people that were stoked about Ultimate Deletion. Did you see any of these tweets? No. Mick Foley said, I have no idea what the fuck I just saw, but I liked it. <laughs> Hulk Hogan um, said, I'm deleted. HH. Hurricane Helm said, outstanding. Hashtag Ultimate Deletion. Uh, I don't know. Carmine Sabina, Sabia says Matt Hardy is insanely fucking talented, greatest new character in the business in decades or more. Ultimate deletion. Kenny McIntosh. Matt Hardy just deleted Bray Wyatt in the most bonkers raw main event of all time. The ultimate deletion lived up to all the hype and more. Fantastic. So proud and happy for Matt Hardy brand. So I think people are stoked. It's it's awesome. I can't wait to actually see the whole freaking thing. Yeah, it'll um, be good. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm I'm hoping that they might have some episodes on demand, on V on view. Sometimes they do, uh, for that kind of stuff. So maybe I can check that out. Uh, but hopefully, I'll be able to see the full thing. But um, yeah, dude, the whole, uh, I mean, that I remember just a few years ago, when you and me first started journey to wrestling. They were just starting this whole broken Matt Hardy thing, and we were stumped and we were confused. And then we saw, uh. The, the final deletion and we were like this is something different this is something completely new uh in this new era of wrestling that we've entered that matt hardy's been able to reinvent himself so well because what i was going to say nate earlier about the whole jeff thing it's you could easily pair him back pair, pair him back up with matt and have him go brother nero and be his you know be his dude but Jeff is also such a big star that you could move him over to another show and have him be doing his own thing. He could be a big star, main event level star over on SmackDown, wrestling for the WWE title. And then uh, you can have Matt doing his things completely separate, and then you can bring them together. Uh, it, it, all de- it all depends on how much mileage they want to get out of the broken Matt, or woken Matt, whatever they're going to call him. But maybe you just go ahead and put him in there right now. Uh, maybe that's what... Ask ask Jeff what he would rather do and see what he would want to do and what they want to do. And maybe there's something more that they can grow with this because they've been wanting to do this for over a year. Yep. And uh, this, you know, with the TNA lawsuit and everything building up, blah, blah, anthem, the owl, whatever you want to call it. Everything finally coming into into play here. We saw Rebby Sky on WWE TV. She was a part of Ultimate Deletion. So, you know, everything moving forward there for the Hardys. I will say, also on Raw, don't know if you saw this or not, John Cena still trying to call out The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. This time he was met with someone who's almost The Undertaker. Kane. Yes, Kane was very fucking angry and chokeslammed him. Um, is that a yes? Is that a no? Who knows? Next week on Raw, they're going to have a, a singles match to to for no fucking reason. I don't know why they're having the singles match, but hopefully it'll get some resolution. Maybe Taker will show up. There's been some conjecture and rumor that Taker could come back as American Badass Undertaker. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this? 
I'm both of I'm of both mindsets. I, I can see I see both arguments uh, about people saying, no, don't just come back as a dead man. As, as everybody loves a dead man, but it's also a bit risky to go back to that now. And you could consider him leaving the hat, the cloak, and the gloves in the ring last year was the death of, of the dead man character. And then him, and even though, but see, that doesn't make sense because he disappeared on Raw twenty five as the dead man. Yep. Uh, so, but what I was gonna say is that. With John keep calling him out, calling him out, calling him out. Undertaker doesn't answer it. Mark does. Ooh, maybe and he then, calls Mark out. May, and he's already kind of pseudo done that by you know talking shit about his wife's Instagram. So, and then here's the thing: is that they're inducting Kid Rock into the Hall of Fame. Yawn. However, Borefest. Yeah. Yes, uh, I'm not a fan of that, especially when you have like people like Cindy Lauper. Uh, who needs to go in? But induct Kid Rock. Yeah, do a thing with him. He his he's doing the theme song this year for Mania, which yep. is a and in my opinion, and I don't like a lot of I don't like almost any modern day Kid Rock stuff. But the thing for me is, I would much rather hear whatever music he's doing right now that's trying to sound all southern and like Nolans, if you will. I would much rather hear that any day than the more modern pop bullshit that they've been playing for the last five years. Sorry, not my thing. I don't want to hear Flo Rida uh, rapping on stage. If I'm I ready get... to go, 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 go. <laughs> it just never fucking ends. It's no. still in my head from like WrestleMania 29 or whenever the fuck they use that song. Oh, man. Um, but... The reason why it would be a win for me, if they do American Badass Taker, Kid Rock plays Taker to the ring with American Badass. Uh, you mean with Rad but true? Yeah, that thing featuring uh, lyrics by Kid Rock. <laughs> yeah, sure. But you know, he used that when he first came back as the uh, American Badass before he switched to Roland, and it would just to me that would be a no pun intended a badass moment to have Taker one last time on the fucking bike. Roaring down, you know, down the Superdome, uh, with you know, with the Kid Rock anthem, you know, playing in the background, it's a moment, uh, and it's something different compared to like the like the last five years that we've seen of Taker, especially if if he's having more trouble moving uh, and getting around the ring, you could you know the American the American Badass Taker wasn't doing, he didn't do most of the, he he it was more relaxed, he was more just brawling. And you he can do that kind with of, his fists, and you can do a, a more of a like style like that with that style. You know, you know, he doesn't have to set up as much. He doesn't have to play the gimmick of the dead man as much. He can be the American badass. I'm okay with it. I, I I think it's cool if that's what they decide to do. I'm also okay if they decide to do the dead man again. Uh, the thing is, is that I just want some. I want some finality uh, with this dude. It, when when is he? I mean, he was contemplating retirement 17 years ago, Nate. Damn. And so he's still going. And, dude, I have nothing but respect for this dude. Uh, I have nothing but respect for him coming in and losing last year. Uh, Some people shed on it saying, you know, he's ruining his legacy. Motherfuckers, I've said it here on the show. Two losses at Mania does not ruin his legacy. He has... Such a spanning career. The the WrestleMania streak was one of them. 
it is a disservice to the Undertaker to to just say that the streak was all he had. King of the Ring '98, he, dude, he was so much more than that. Buried alive matches, exactly. Hell in a cells, buried alive. Be, being the one of the first people to pin the under or pin Hulk Hogan. Yep, and he did it in his first year. Yep, you know, he has such a long measured history with the business that the streak ending or him losing at Wrestle everybody's lost at WrestleMania. Nothing is meant to last in this business because you give it to somebody else, whether it's a dude to fire him with rockets for a couple years. You know what? It that, that's what this that's whether or not I agree with it, you agree with it, it doesn't matter. That's what they decided to do and it worked for business. The only thing is is that the 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 victory for Roman, they didn't do much with him after that. So I feel like it was a bit wasted. And in my personal honest opinion, a great opportunity to turn him heel, uh, yeah. to let him soak in that and let him be that arrogant, cocky bastard. Because the thing is, the fans want to boo him. Give them a reason, and they will boo the shit out of him and give, make him embrace that and feed off that heat. Because then, the hotter the heel, the hotter the babyface. So when the time comes for him to turn back, the fans will be all for it, and they'll forget about all that bullshit. There's a couple of these guys that they keep thinking that they're protected from that thinking, though. And I get it. I get you've got your people that do Make-A-Wish. You've got your Cena's, and you've got your, you do have your Roman Reigns and stuff. But I agree with you, Brando. They have fumbled Roman so many times, countless opportunities to set things right for him and get him in trend with the crowd. Could have had him win the Rumble the year everybody was hot as fuck for him to win the Rumble. They yeah. fucked it up. And maybe he wasn't ready. So be it. Then the next year... He, was it the next year he did win the Rumble? Uh, yes, and that was the year that they all wanted Brian. And, and they booed the fuck out of him, and it was a terrible moment. And the Rock came out and tried to solidify it, and it was fucking dumb. Nobody liked mm-hmm. it. Go home. Quit. It's bad. Poor television. And then they um, had the moment after TLC when he beat the shit out of Triple H and Vince, and he got a belt, and everyone was all for him. And then in a few weeks, they fumbled it, and then he's just back to being, uh, so, you know, suffering succotash. Suffering uh, succotash, man. That's the man. The poorest thing to put in a promo, and that's a Vinceism right there. The see, the thing is, is also with, with with Roman, they 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 have fumbled him, but it's no it's no fault of his own. I think, and honestly, think he is a damn good worker. Works his ass off, you know, in that ring. Makes every he, he is pretty selfless in there too. When it's his turn to sell, he makes people look good. Oh, absolutely. And when he when it's time for him to get his comeback, he gets that. Roman can fucking work. And I don't care what anybody says. He is, you know, don't mar him with that same bullshit that you did with 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 John for over 10 years. Five moves of doom. Because John is so much more than that as well. It's just, you know, when, when you're playing that role of ultimate babyface, your job is to sell and then come back and then win. Like, it... Look at anybody, and they have five moves of doom when they're in that situation, whether it's Brian, whether it's AJ, whether it's Austin. The Rock. Austin. Austin was all fists, boots, and stunners, and well, that's no, all he— Well, no, that Thez press. As soon as that Luthez press hit, <laughs> it was fucking on to the break of dawn, you know? Absolutely. Now, I really feel bad for Roman because I feel like he could be, and he has the look. He could be in that top spot, but I have a, but I just feel like he needs to play that other role— 
be, uh, before he can be that top baby face because the fans aren't accepting of him. And when you put him on last at the end of every WrestleMania, did you notice he, he he's main evented WrestleMania 31, 32, yep. Yep. 33, and now he's yep. online to main event four. So four in a row. Cena. Yeah. Cena did 22, 23. He didn't main event 24. Nope. He didn't main event 25. Nope. He didn't main event 26. Nope. Or 27. Yeah, he yeah, did. Because it was him and Miz, right? 27, 28, and 29. Three in a row. We're seeing yeah. it. So, I, I mean. I will say, this is one thing I will say about Roman. And this came. This comes from this most recent Raw. He, He's actually doing a great job of being the sole voice of this feud. You know? like It's tough to do, especially <clears throat> when you have a guy like Brock that doesn't come around a whole lot. And well, they're... And, they're it's using not, that too. I don't know if you noticed that they're trying to use that yes. to to try and get people to cheer for Roman by saying that Brock is too good. He he gets trust. He gets special treatment, and they they don't like that. They they you know they want they they want them to boo Brock for being the anointed one. Just the same reason why they're booing Roman for being the anointed one and getting special treatment. Well, Lesnar definitely got heavy heel heat leaving Raw after the amount of times he beat the shit out of Roman on Raw and all the things he did. With I mean, consider every time he was beating the fuck out of Roman, Roman was handcuffed the whole time. So it was a very not fair thing, and it looked very heel. It looked very villain. So you know, um, when you know initially the crowd was blowing up every time he was coming back to beat the shit out of Roman some more. By the end of it, there were clearly loud boos happening. So, and again, I think you know maybe this is uh, Paul Heyman's you know construct that he's putting together, you know, and his master plan or whatever. But I feel like even Heyman was like, it's smarter if I don't talk during this feud. The quieter I am as Paul Heyman, the less appearances we do, the more we play this off, the more there are quote-unquote scheduled and then canceled appearances, which were never actually scheduled appearances to begin with. Um, then it makes the fans have anger towards a guy who is leaving, and it's it's setting everything up how it should be. It's kind of old-school wrestling coming back, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm actually really... I'm not like saying I'm excited that he's going to reign event another WrestleMania, but I am proud that Roman is finally really genuinely stepping his game up and, and, and having to be a top star because he is carrying the main event right now with very little help from, from Lesnar himself. Um, another thing to mention, Brand, I don't know if you saw this, another Hall of Famer got announced. We we're getting a, a new addition to the Hall of Pain. Oh yeah, the Hall of Pain. Cause you know, he is the father of a hand. <laughs> That's gotta come up in his whole induction thing, man. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, uh yeah. He I mean he did sleep with Mae Young. Mm-hmm. Um he was in the Nation of Domination, and he has been around forever, and the world's strongest man, and Mark Henry's journeyman, world champ for a while there, carried the company in some dark days over there on SmackDown. Uh, Nothing but great things to be said about Mark Henry, and he's such a caring, generous soul. He's fun and friendly, and he just seems like the guy he portrays when he's not that character, if that makes any sense. Right. So. No, Mark Mark's a sweetheart, man. Uh he plays he, he you know, he played such a good big bastard heel 
But no, Mark is a big softy. He's a big teddy bear. Well, and he he's a big teddy bear because he knows how strong he can fucking be. And he's like, I don't <laughs> need to. Why would I be angry all the time? You know, I just hurt people. <laughs> Anger plus power is pain for real, you know? So, um, yeah. I uh, Think about you know, also, think about Mark Henry's fake retirement. Do you remember that with Cena? Yes. He fucked Cena up. That was amazing. Dude, I saw something. Um, I saw something where somebody said, uh, Hall of Fame announced, you know, thank you, Mark. And somebody posted on one of the memes pages for wrestling and said, not buying it, Mark. Not buying it this time. <laughs> it's like, the they're going to have Cena come out. Shit out of Cena. Yeah, like like here's Cena's real, real match. They're, they're going to play up the Undertaker thing, and Undertaker's not going to answer him, even going into Mania. We don't know if that match is happening. And then at the Hall of Fame, they're going to have Cena induct Mark, and Mark's going to turn on him during the ceremony and give him the, the slam on the stage, and he's really not getting inducted. <laughs> he's not inducted at all. No. Keep your damn ring. And then, you know, the next night on Mania will be amazing. Uh, I'm happy that this is a, th- a thing that's happened, Brando. There's nothing Absolutely, me too. I got some weird news that I just read. Bring it. Of course, we covered uh, Vince launching the new XFL. Yeah. Uh, Going to be launching in like two years. And this news is Charlie Ebersol, son of the uh, television executive Dick Ebersol, formerly of like, I don't know if he's still with NBC or longtime partner of Vince McMahon and NBC Universal, was a big proponent behind the old Saturday Night's Main Events and also a partner in the original XFL. Charlie Ebersol is involved in the launch of a new American football league called the Alliance of American Football. Charlie Ebersol uh, recently directed the uh, yes the the ESPN documentary entitled "This Was the XFL," which explored the business relationship between his father and Vince McMahon. The launch of the AAF is currently scheduled for February of next year, which is a full year ahead of the XFL's launch. And it's interesting to note that the official XFL Twitter account has not tweeted since the Super Bowl. Interesting. Is that not happening now? Uh, I don't know. Uh. Here's a statement from the uh, from AAF.com. Led by some of the most respected football minds in the game, the Alliance of American Football is an eight-team, single-entity, structured league driven by high-quality professional football and fueled by a dynamic alliance between players, fans, and the game. The fans will be able to stream Alliance matchups via the free Alliance app while, while accessing integrated fantasy options with real rewards for themselves and the players that, that, they, that they're cheering on. Players will have state-of-the-art protection of, uh, on the field and ample opportunities off of it. The Alliance will provide players with a comprehensive bonus system, post-football career planning, as well as counseling and scholarship support for post-secondary education. Funded by TV and film producer Charlie Ebersol and Hall of Famer Bill Pullian, the Alliance will begin a 12-week season uh, kickoff um, to February 9th, 2019 on CBS and culminating in the championship game uh, weekend of April 26th to 28th on in 2019. Interesting. That uh seems to maybe be changing everything. And, uh, you know, it says state-of-the-art protection. All I can think of is they're going to be in those giant fucking bouncy balls. 
<laughs> Hell yeah. That'd, dude, just, that'd be, I would watch just for that to see him bouncing all around. Me too. Like, envision if the bouncy ball was also Velcro and the football was also Velcro and you just had a guy who threw the football. He was and never in danger to, to get sacked. He just had to try to, like, land it on the ball and your guy's <laughs> running with it, you know? Oh, man. That would be hilarious. I don't think that's going to happen. Did you hear about this uh, crazy video, by the way? Do you know about this? Crazy video? Yeah, the steroid video. Do you know about this? Yeah. There's a guy, John Bravo, claims that he can implicate. Johnny Bravo. Well, John Bravo. Hey, pretty mama. Hey, pretty mama. <laughs> Man, uh, I'm pretty. He, he, he claims that he's got proof that he can um, implicate several professional wrestlers in a steroid ring. Roman mm-hmm. Reigns being one of them. The finished documentary doesn't even give a single shed of evidence. They just keep claiming that all the evidence is in the, currently in the DEA's hands and they have, you know, they can only uh, essentially just tell you what they have proof of, but nothing exists. There's no proof. Nothing has been confirmed. It also speculates Seamus, Jinder Mahal, The Rock, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, and John Cena also possibly be involved as well as ultimate warrior sting and chris masters uh but again no proof in the pudding here just complete bullshit this guy's full of bullshit i think he's just trying to get ratings and get shit and he mistaked roman reigns for luther reigns and they're not even the same fucking person it's like how can you that that doesn't even make sense like they don't even have the same hairstyle what are you doing horseshoe dumb shit horseshoe yes yes did did uh, did that episode ever make air that was the part of the episode that made air. That okay. was so loopy that at the end of the episode, after we had just talked about those things, we actually claimed that we hadn't been able to talk about those things because it was on the broken episode that never made air. <laughs> I haven't so, gone back to listen to so that. So people were probably like, what the fuck are these guys on? They just uh, talked about these fucking B-rate WCW jobbers, and now they're saying that they lost that footage. What the fuck? What paradox am I in? <laughs> Dude, we were so fucking tired that, like, it is no surprise that we forgot what we talked about five minutes prior. Uh, yeah, there's no surprise to that uh, whatsoever. Um, <clears throat> did you know that The Rock picked a possible opponent for Rusev at WrestleMania 34? Did he really? Yeah, Kevin Hart. He said, Kevin Hart, you'll pu- he'll put you over, but you got to kayfabe his STD. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, and then uh, a lot of people are saying, oh, my God, you know who would be amazing for Rusev to face would be Stephen Amell, you know, and, of course, Stephen Amell's more, he's more um, loyal to Cody than he was most likely to WWE, and that's something that needs to be noted. However, he tweeted, please stop suggesting me. I am terrified of this person. (laughs) Like, don't don't bring me into this. Uh, That's awesome. Hell yeah. So we'll see what happens there, Brando. But as far as that news is concerned, I don't really have a whole lot. We're on the fast track to Mania here. We've got, uh, you know, Charlotte Asuka's official, Alexa Naya's official. Interesting because you could see titles. It's weird because the way they're setting everything up, you could almost say every title could change hands at Mania. Mm-hmm. I see titles, triple threat that could change hands easily. Universal change hands. WWE change hands. U.S. title, if it ends up getting defended, will most likely change hands. It's a lot, bro. 
tag titles are probably going to change hands. Did you hear about that? Sheamus might be done. What? Yeah, Sheamus is looking to uh, be done with wrestling in the next like six months to a year, possibly. No kidding. And um, that's a lot of the reason that they. Uh, it's a lot of the reason that on Raw they had Braun win the tag title thing because now Braun can go in, hold the titles for a bit, and then get bored with the titles and you know do something else with them, and it'll be super interesting. Okay, so I remember hearing about not long ago that Sheamus has a similar neck problem to like Edge, and yeah, he has spinal stenosis. So yeah, I I, I heard that a while back. So. Maybe he's thinking, man, you know what? I need to come in here, make some more money, save up some more money, and then, you know, get out of Dodge, man. Maybe he can, you know, whether or not he needs to have a surgery, and maybe he can come back on a limited basis. <coughs> well, me. we all know his stardom in Hollywood is rock steady, is not taking him very far, so. No, but there, he, he is a big dude, and he does have a lot of character and a lot of charm. So if he actually focuses out there and starts from the ground level, there's a chance he could get some parts. Just look at Batista. Batista is, I mean, he, he stumbled into Drax. No no offense to Batista. He got the Drax role, and now he's a bigger Hollywood player. Uh, before that, what did you see him in? Uh, he was in, like, some sort of Golden Dragon movie with arms. Like, he had crazy fits of fists of rage or some shit. What was that movie? I don't know, but I remember one movie he was in with Rob Van Dam. Called Wrong Side of Town. Him and Rob Van Dam starting a movie together? That's amazing. Dude, it's awful. It is so freaking awful. And, like, I remember, like, me and Rob watched that on the old streaming Netflix back when you can only stream it on the computer. Oh, shit. And we were actually thinking of doing, like, a, a YouTube or a podcast or whatever it was at the time. Where we wa- It was almost like a modern-day uh Mystery Science Theater or Science Mystery Theater, whichever way you say it. Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yes. Uh, a modern-day version of that, but we just, like, intentionally go out and just find the worst movies. Like, like it was, the, the series was going to be called Direct-to-DVD, and we were going to be trying to find the best movies that we could find. And, uh, unfortunately, uh, Rob's a little camera shy and didn't want to, you know, really do that. He wanted to watch him, but he didn't really want to do a show on him. And I, we watched Wrong Side of Town, and I remember like we watched a movie. We're like, "Wow, this is pretty bad." And then the end credit scenes was Ja Rule. Remember him? Fuck yeah, I remember Ja Rule. He's like, "Wrong side, wrong side of town, wrong side, wrong side of town." It's like, dude, we fucking lost it. We weren't even high. We weren't drunk, dude. But just the sheer like the kookiness of the whole thing. But you know, Seamus could have a possible career in Hollywood if he gets out there. Focus it on a 100%, not try to be a wrestler in that. Separate himself from the wrestling thing. He's got a good look about him. Uh, him being so pale gives him a unique feel about him. You know? He could star as, uh, what was it, Wesley Willis and Braveheart? <laughs> Wesley Wallace? William Wallace. William Wallace. I don't fucking remember. <laughs> Wesley Willis. <laughs> I don't know, dude. This week on WCW Main Event, Wesley Willis versus The Dandy. <laughs> <laughs> the Dandy making his grand return to the show yet again. Another week here. Uh, I don't I, know, man. I did say, I did say, Nate, that I was talking to uh, to our one and only Doctor Dongo and 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 our 
and our good friend Tyler, and I'm saying, I know you guys don't listen to JIW, uh, but if you, if we did, like, if every show had shirts available right now, would you, what, like, JIW shirt would be, like, the dandy. Like, that would be our shirt right now. Mm-hmm. It would absolutely be the shirt. I already have the design in my head. You don't mess with the dandy, you know? <laughs> dandy 316, like... <laughs> <laughs> Dandy day. Dandy day, yes, absolutely. <laughs> you can't dandy me. <laughs> oh, that sounds a little dirty. <laughs> yeah, it's meant to. <laughs> dandy city. Also, don't ask for the dandy in Mexican wrestling. You will get something totally different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, Brando, we have an interesting random highlight we have planned for today. Yes, sir. Now, uh, usually every week we have this thing called the random highlight where we insert 10 random wrestlers throughout the generations into a random name picker, and uh, it selects a name for us, and, we're, and we kind of talk about their career, and we gush about memories of some of our favorite matches. But this time, we're gearing up for Mania. I think we got one more show between now and Mania. Yeah, it'll be our go-home mania show that will be happening during a very special week here in Journey into Comics, mm -hmm. where you will get the go-home episode before WrestleMania the night before. So the same yeah. night, a Saturday night. It's going to be Saturday night main event for JIW. Oh, perfect name. So Perfect name for the episode. Like, we've already named the episode. Yeah, you guys uh, are already in the future. We haven't even recorded that shit yet, and we already know what it's going to be called. So what we decided to do was... Uh, Throw in like some of our favorite WrestleManias, and it's gonna randomly pick a WrestleMania, and we're gonna talk about the card. So we gotta pick it, and then we gotta go find the card. <laughs> so you're gonna get like a little bit of the thing. So Nate, are you ready? Here are the names. Here are the here are the WrestleManias that we're gonna be talked about. Me and Nate did a did a pick ten. I picked ten. He picked ten. Some of them were the same. Some of them weren't. I picked the ones that were the same, and then from there went through both of our lists and tried to find some of the more interesting ones that I thought were great to talk about. Tried to find ones that weren't so close together. Uh, a couple of them are. Like, I think two of them are, like, very close together. Yeah, two of them are, like, one apart. So, and and I, and I, and ironically, there is, like, two of them apart, and then ten years later, two of them apart. <laughs> exactly. So. That's awesome. All right, so that is WrestleMania 3. WrestleMania 5. WrestleMania 8. WrestleMania 12. WrestleMania 17. WrestleMania 20. WrestleMania 21. WrestleMania 24. WrestleMania 30. And WrestleMania 31. Are you ready, Nate? You said what was after 17? I'll go again. Sure. Sorry, just I, I'm I'm actually pulling up all the cards just to be fully ready. So okay. So I said WrestleMania three, five, eight, twelve, seventeen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-four, thirty, and thirty-one. Are you ready for this random highlight? Yeah. WrestleMania 5. Oh, interest. interesting. WrestleMania 5. 29 years ago, WrestleMania 5, the Mega Powers Collide. And one of the biggest, longest, 
uh, storylines that they had at the time. I mean, this is back in a time where you could do a storyline and plant seeds. That's what this uh, WrestleMania did. They planted the seeds of Hogan and Savage. And those were first planted all the way at SummerSlam when the Mega Powers collided and faced the Mega Bucks. And, of course, that was Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage with Miss Elizabeth versus Ted DiBiase and and uh, Andre the Giant, right? Yeah. And Elizabeth tore off her skirt and had, like, a little mini skirt, And you saw some of her red underwear. And then DiBiase and Andre were like, oh, oh, my God, oh, oh, my God. And then they got beat. And then, <laughs> and then they got beat. Uh, so... What you had then is that night, you know, Savage uh, hoisted up um, Liz on his shoulder, you know, and Hogan like looked like he was trying to help balance her and had just the lightest little touch of her tush. Oh yeah. Uh oh. Ever so slightly. Dun dun dun. And then, and then. Survivor Series happened. And Savage gets eliminated. And Hogan wins the match. Savage is the WWF champion. And things almost kind of come unglued a little bit. And then they kind of come back together. Okay, we're cool. We're cool. We're, you know, we're cool. And then the Royal Rumble happens. And if I... I, I can't remember if... If Hogan eliminates Savage along with somebody else, like on accident, or, you know, together. And then, let me see here. Trying to see if that's the spot. I want to say that they, that he was, because then there was almost another heated moment, and then I got pulled back out. But then there was a Saturday Night's main event where, where it was a tag match. And then um, I want to say it was versus the Twin Towers, which was the Big Boss Man and Akeem. And uh, Savage was thrown out of the ring and onto Elizabeth, knocking her unconscious. Hogan, tending to her while Savage was back in the ring, ended up carrying her all the way to the back to get her mental attention, leaving Savage to fend for himself in the ring against a much larger Akeem and Big Boss Man. Hogan eventually went back out, but Savage slapped him in the face when he went to tag him and left Hogan out there alone. Hogan managed to pick up the win, and afterwards, Hogan goes back to the medical area where uh, Liz is awake now. Uh, or, uh, like, you know, uh, they, they had, like, this thing where um, Savage confronted him. He's like, he's like, what are you doing, you know? And like I've seen you, you've been having eyes on her the whole time. And Hogan's like, "What's going on here, man? What's no, no, no?" Because Liz had started to manage Hogan too, uh, you know, like alongside other, you know, alongside their tag team. And then Savage turned heel and attacked Hogan with the belt, setting up Hogan versus Savage for the WWF <clears throat> title with Liz in neither man's corner. She was in the middle. She was in a neutral corner. The event WrestleMania Five. Was was returned as the first ever back to back venue for WrestleMania, and it was in uh, Trump Plaza, 
in, Drum in Atlantic City. Plaza, yep. Yep, there you go. Uh, it was at, uh, the venue is called the Atlantic City Convention Hall, but it was associated with Trump Plaza. Trump was ringside, I'm pretty sure, for both four and five. Yeah. Uh, you could see him sitting there. But let's look at the card. The size of the awesome big main event. I, I actually watched this just last year. Uh, almost the whole event. Of course, there are 14 matches, Nate. Oh, yes. Hercules uh, defeated King Aku, which is crazy, uh, considering that Haku is like one of the most you know, like strongest, craziest dude in the business. The Twin Towers, Akeem and Big Boss Man, uh, with Slick, the Doctor style, defeated the Rockers, which is Michaels and Janetti. Brutus the Barber Beefcake uh, ended in a double countout with Ted DiBiase. The Bushwhackers defeated the Fabulous Rougeos. Mr. Perfect defeated the Blue Blazer, a.k.a. Owen Hart. Demolition defeated the Powers of Pain. And uh, and the Powers of Pain and Mr. Fuji uh, to defend uh, their tag titles. Dino Bravo with Frenchie Martin defeated Ronnie Garvin. The Brain Busters. Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard with Bobby Heenan defeated Strike Force, Rick Martel and Tito Santana. Jake the Snake Roberts defeated Andre the Giant via disqualification. Uh, that featured Big John Studd as a special guest referee. The Hart Foundation, Brett the Hitman Hart and Jim the Anvil Nightheart defeated Greg Valentine and the Honky Tonk Man, a.k.a. Rhythm and Blues, uh, with Jimmy Hart. Ravishing Rick Rude defeated the Ultimate Warrior to win the Intercontinental Championship. Bad News Brown versus Jim Duggan ended in double disqualification. The Red Rooster defeated Bobby Heenan with the Brooklyn Brawler in 31 seconds. It's a weird-ass match to have right before the main event. <clears throat> I know. And then finally, Hulk Hogan defeated Randy Savage to gain his, I believe this was his second uh, WWF excuse me, title. Those jelly beans are coming back to hit me like right in the burps. Ah, hit you with the Stone Cold Stunner from the jelly beans. Now, you know, there's a lot of matches on here that are really short make you wonder why they're even on here to begin with. Like, maybe it, I don't rem Like, the whole bad news and Jim Duggan for three, you know, almost four minutes, then you have, like, uh, where's the other short one I saw? Uh, Dino Bravo and Ronnie Garvin? I mean, Ronnie Gar- I, I What? Yeah, it's, it's very bizarre. This card is kind of just, like, thrown at the wall with randomness. Um, I will say you had say, a couple of storylines. You had a couple of storylines. The whole Rick Rude. You had uh, Jake the Snake and and Andre. You know, kind of going in there. That was a kind of a you know a storyline. Um, so it's like you know there is some storylines here. Uh, and then of course the storyline with Demolition, the Powers of Pain, with Mister Fuji. There's a whole Fuji thing. So that gets touched on. But like. So basically, okay, so you have Hogan, Savage, Rude Warrior, tag team title match, and then uh, Jake and Andre. And it's like, it kind of seems like everything else, there's like smaller storylines here. Um, but it also kind of seems like that they could have done something more with some of these guys and given like, you know, okay, so like I understand the whole uh, the Hart Foundation and Rhythm of Blues with Jimmy Hart because – 
You know, Jimmy Hart was with the Hart Foundation, and now he's with Rhythm and Blues. But that almost kind of is the same thing as Fuji and Demolition and Powers of Pain. It's like they had too many people, and I mean, there's a lot of tag. One, two, three, four, five, six tag matches on one card. Think about that. That you know that that's back when you had a very healthy tag team system in the in the you know in the company. And Vince isn't big on tag teams, so. I mean, yeah, there's a lot here. I mean, I mean, you have Brain Busters and Strike Force. You have four dudes in there: Arn, Tully, Martell, and Santana. There's no way that's a bad match. No, no, not at all. Especially given ten minutes. I mean, well, I mean, still, and it, it, you could take these same four workers, give them a half hour, and it would be a barn burner. You know? Oh, I know, absolutely. Yeah, so it's like you know, you're not having a bad match there. Uh, the Rougeos can go. The Bushwhackers are. You know they're pretty solid, but they're 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 more of a of a comedy gimmick. Uh, the Rockers are in here. This is their first match with the Rockers. Uh, this is Shawn Michaels' first WrestleMania in a losing effort. It, I don't understand why you feature Bad News Brown and Duggan in a, in a double disqualification in under four minutes. It just doesn't Tor- make sense to me, tor- especially towards the end of the card. Right. Well, uh, also. Uh, Okay, so I remember. Uh, do you remember the Hulk Hogan match collection or something like that they put out on DVD like back in the mid two thousands? Yeah, Hulkamania uh, three disc set. It was something like that, and then if you got it from Walmart or something, you got a a bonus fourth disc, <clears throat> or you got it from somewhere and it's a bonus fourth disc. Well, the WrestleMania five match they actually had the Hulk Hogan promo before WrestleMania five. And they overdubbed WWF. Really? You remember back then they couldn't say WWF. They had this like, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, man, yeah. you're here in the WWF. He's the WWF champion. <laughs> that they had always edited that out. Well, I remember like chilling out, watching this Hulk Hogan DVD, you know, blah 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 blah. And here is a Hulk Hogan promo, and he says WWE. And my ears perked up and went, huh? Rewind, 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 rewind. Yeah, Hulk went back and overdubbed that part. Really? It's ever so slight. It, You could tell the tone change, but he was really trying to emulate that promo. And it's like weird. It is so weird. That is weird. And, of course, you got like other, like, Mr. Perfect versus Blue Blazer, that's a six-minute thing. But, I mean, those two guys are some of the best wrestlers in the world. Hogan and Savage is a barn burner of a match. at coming. I, I honestly thought it was a lot longer than 1752 uh, or 54. I really thought it was a lot longer than that because it kind of feels longer. But they tell an awesome, slow story. Hogan gets some juice and picks up the win against Savage here, setting up... Uh, Going into the summer, feuding with uh, uh, Randy Savage, and they bring in Zeus. Yeah, Zeus. He was featured in uh, Lil Nicky. My brother Adrian hit me in the face with a shovel. Actually, it was I think he was Cassius. He was Cassius. <laughs> My brother Cassius, get in the flask. It's a super devil juice dad gave me. Uh oh, you What's got up? some. I I uh, just lost you. 
Sorry, uh, like an old friend sent me this like random question. I thought like it might have been the wife, maybe needing help with the kid. And I'm like, you got stone cold stunnered in the middle of the goddamn podcast. Right about, man. Right about. I mean, I really didn't have much else to add to WrestleMania Five. I think it's, it's an all right card, with a couple of you know guests go kind of see this matches like especially the Rude and Warrior, and especially the Hogan and Savage. That's that is top notch. It's Savage. I want to say Savage got a, um, was it a staff infection right right before this? Oh damn, he wrestled that so, with a staff infection, huh? I want to say it was this one. It was either this one or the four, but I want to say it was this one because he was ha- he was running the fever like the whole time, and went out oh. there and had that had that great of a match. And then, of course, I mean, this set Hogan up for a second run, and that went on. And of course, one year after this was the Ultimate Challenge. Yeah, the Ultimate Challenge from the Ultimate Warrior. Assume the controls, Hulk Hogan. Uh, also, I want you to know that WrestleMania Five was declared the worst major wrestling show of 1989 by the Wrestling Observer <laughs> Newsletter. <laughs> what a bizarre ass stat! Uh, um, well, I mean, yeah, okay. So you think about it. That was in '89, and you also had three Steamboat Flare matches in '89. You had. Flair versus Funk in 89. I quit. So you had some really good competition from, you know, the NWA at the time. Totally. So this was just a... I don't know. I really liked... I like all WrestleManias. I don't really have too much beef because they're all spectacles no matter how you look at it. They, They make wrestling fans, you know love their product no matter what and it's always something memorable and you know when i think wrestlemania four or five my first thought is trump tower or trump plaza or whatever and you know obviously with five i think of hogan and randy going toe to toe uh and this sets in motion a lot because didn't randy after this go on for some ic stuff for a bit does he kind of go undercard no he went uh, to give him something to, to do because he broke off with Liz and went with Sherry, and he became the Macho King. That's so right. He, he, he got his macho own title King. there for a while. And he was Macho King until 7 when he lost the retirement match with with, with Warrior. And then he, then he left the ring for a while and became the Macho Man again, married Liz, and then they brought him back with a uh, with a uh, comeback thing with uh, Jake. But, that yeah, they set him off, and, and instead of bringing him back to the IC and considering it a step down, they gave him his own little title to go after. Also to note on the uh, original poster for WrestleMania Five, available only on giant screen, so closed circuit or pay-per-view. And it started at 3 p.m. Central Time, Sunday, April 2nd. Dang, so like Eastern Time, because they, they were in Jersey. It's 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock, man, that is so early. Super early. Speaking of New Jersey, that was a great unintentional segue that we can close the episode with because we now know officially WrestleMania 35 happening at MetLife yet again. Yep, it's returning to the New York, uh, New Jersey area, which is what they're going to brand it as. The new logo looks pretty meh. Yeah. Bring the numbers back. I'm sick of this shit. Yeah, I'm missing the numbers. They still call them by the numbers when they talk about them retrospectively. 
So just use the damn numbers and the logo. Let let's let's cut the crap. No more WrestleMania sunshine. No more WrestleMania Dallas Cowboy Star logo. Play logo. <clears throat> yeah, no more number play. And then this year it's the it's the um, Florida Lease. Yes, thank you. I can remember the name of it, and I don't even know what this one is. Uh, it's just a sun. Is it another sun? Yeah, it's just a sun. What? Well, I mean, it doesn't make sense because they should have been a trash one place... pile. This <laughs> jersey. <laughs> Sorry, our to our New Jersey listeners, I love you guys. I'm just being sarcastic, asshole, because that's how it is here. Oh man, uh, it. Uh... I'm I'm more than cool with him going back, especially since we uh, you know we just touched upon uh, them showcasing how they heated the ring for that match or for that for that night. Yeah, Not using those heaters ago. built into the poles. Yeah, and it's, so you know that I mean that's pretty cool. I'm excited for them to go back. Uh, they need to go back to that area at least once every ten years. Of course, it wasn't thirty like it should have been because of the whole Madison Square Garden. I still think they need to. They don't do any TV from Madison Square Garden anymore. They just do live events, and I'm and I'm and I'm a sad panda. I think it's because their current HD rig stuff is just too big to get everything in there how they need it to be. That Based be. on that building, it's too old to run it how their current well, product runs. Well they, well, they built a. I mean, the the more current Square Garden is not the older one they used to run. They 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 built a newer one not that long ago. Really? Yeah. Oh shit. Um. But like, I think it's the rent of the building, and then maybe maybe your maybe what you're right is is that you know the the stuff that they want for the big sets t- does take up too much real estate and, and then tickets because I know that since 23, Vince declared he does not want to have Mania in anything less than a stadium uh, from now on, uh, and that's been the that's that's been the case ever since. Will we get an overseas one, by the way? I would no. We never got our overseas mania. We, the only major overseas pay per view we got was '92 SummerSlam in Wembley. I would love to see a Wembley WrestleMania. Yeah, that would be amazing. That crowd would be off the off the chain, man. Australia would be another great place to host a WrestleMania. Agreed. The only issue is is the timing and the time frame, and where we got to figure out when it's going to air, where where you're going to have it, because obviously you're worried about spoilers. But I think even if you did it over in England. And tried to push it towards, like the later part of the day over there, people would still watch the shit out of that over here like, in the yeah. afternoon. You know, absolutely, all about that, Brando. Well, I don't think I have much else to say, my friend. Same here, same here. Uh, I'm excited to go out and uh, you know watch SmackDown tonight to see what's going to happen. I can't wait to hear that crowd. And, and you know, and be a part of history as Daniel Bryan makes his his soon to be comeback. Yeslemania too. Yes, I'm I'm hoping. Uh, like hell, like I said, you know, uh, I'm hoping like hell that AJ can stay healthy. We can get that match, and we don't need to put Bryan right in that big spot right away because it makes so much sense to have him go out there tonight and be like, I'm coming back. And then here comes, uh, you know, Yeplemania, and then they come out and they just like get right in his face and you know then they give him a the first thing they do is give him a like a beat down yeah Um, and kick the shit out of him and make him feel bad and make him cry call him names and then what you could do play the fans just like they hurt like say how how much they hurt uh, uh, Shane make this announcement Brian's coming back boom 
Brian out with a concussion. Ooh. And make people think that, damn it, he didn't even get his chance. Because of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And there's your setup for the tag match. I love it. Of course, it's weird because they played off that maybe, you know, DB was on their side earlier this year and some different uh, storyline stuff mm-hmm. and whatnot. So I don't know how they play that either. Well, they could have Brian sort of come to the de- come to the defense of Shane by him saying, dude, what you guys did was not cool. Yeah. You know, and they're like, so you're cleared to go, huh? So why don't we go right now and get in his face? And he's like, look, man, I don't even have my gear. And they jump his ass. He's like, I don't even travel with my gear. I haven't wrestled in so long. You're right, yeah. Just kick the fuck out of him. That I'd be super into it. Um, I'm because ex- wait, you you could have them jump him, and you could have them like kind of beat him up a little bit, and have Brian sort of like have like a, uh, like a little comeback thing where like people start going, yeah, he's back, he's back, he's back. He gets shut down, <laughs> and again. Shit. Well, Brando, I think we're ready to get out of here, my bro. I think so, too, man. All right, dog. Well, this has been episode 14 of season two of Journey into Wrestling. As always, folks, check us out at journeyintocomics.com and on all the different podcasting apps, whether it's iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music. We are now on Spotify. Also, get us on the social medias at Facebook. We are Journey into Wrestling. On Twitter, we are J-I-W on J-I-C. Give us a five-star review on iTunes, and also go to our Patreon.com backslash Journey Into Comics. Give us a buck for early access, three bucks for early access and exclusive content, or more if you want to just pledge more and you're an awesome listener like some of our awesome listeners out there. We thank you guys so much, and thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of Journey Into Wrestling. This has been Journey Into Wrestling Season 2, Episode 14. What is this paradox? I've been Nate. I've been Brando. We'll see you guys later.